Well, here we are, another Fork Sports Highway, uh, March 16th, 2023, sports galore going on. Uh, what do we got? We got the North Dakota Class B Boys Basketball Tournament. We've got March Madness and the brackets going haywire already. Um, we've got all kinds of NFL and, and NBA news. And we got UND basketball. We've got UND hockey. Yeah, so, so, and as always, I'm here uh, with the legend Bill Deutsch, and of course, uh, the delectable Raven is out tonight, uh, not feeling too well, and um, Katie's in here running the show. Yes, I guess so. He's a little subdued, and then we've got producer Paul back over there in the corner, and I'm sure he'll chime in somewhere along the line. But uh, yes. yeah, sports, sports, sports. Uh, well, I don't know. Where do we want to start? I, I did uh, listen to the, the Medina Pingree Buchanan game against um, Beulah. Did you? Yeah, I actually watched some of that. And, you know, it was a. a Medina was up for the whole first half. Yeah, and then, and then it, when it went into the. When it went into the. Uh, what, halftime? Was it like a two-point game or something or yeah but it was real low score and it was like 22 21 or yeah and, and i'd heard them talking they were saying well whoever gets to 45 points first or something but then when the second half started what um medina pingree buchanan managed two points for the whole quarter well it or three must points have been. something I, like that i was going between that and some of the uh March Madness too, so uh, well, I, I was kind of going which whichever was a closer game was what I was kind of. Well, they, from what I understood, they only scored like two points or three points in the entire third quarter, but yet they were only down twelve at the end of the quarter. You know, it was like thirty-nine to twenty-seven or something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. And you know, and then I, I, I see I got it, it got away from a little bit. Or I think the end, it ended up being about a 19-point game or something like that. I think I was kind of wondering in that. Now, of the teams that are in the Class B right now, which of those teams are going to be Class A next year? Is it a majority of those teams? Or is Medina, is Medina going to split up where Medina is going to have a team and – I mean, that's that's kind of the question everybody's got. Is is, is some of these co-ops going to break back down and, and be, be rivals with the schools they've been co-opted with like they used to be, or are they going to stay? Well, they were talking to that one coach at halftime, and they kind of asked him, you know, what his schedule's going to look like. And he says, you know, that he's already got games with, you know, some of the top teams and stuff that – are all going to be in the class A and cuz his team I think it was the Beulah coach that was talking and he said, you know, they're definitely going to be class A next year, but they still can play class B teams if they want. Well, right, that that's that's the other thing I was looking at that and 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 not only that, but those that are in the class A can play the super A teams if they can get them on a schedule too, right? I I think uh you know, they I know at one time, you know, a couple of years back, Minot Ryan had that, Minot Ryan girls had a real long winning streak, and everybody wanted to see how they do against Shanley. Uh-huh. So they ended up playing Shanley, and they played them at the University of Mary. 
so it was kind of a neutral court for both teams, and it ended up that you know Shanley definitely blew blew Minot Ryan out, but that's when they had that um, what was that girl Stewart or no um, the one that ended up playing at Iowa State. Mm. I, I remember when that game took place, but I don't remember much about it. You know, but we always play, played, you know, so as a Class B school, we played like um, the Carringtons and, and, you know, teams that were Class A. You'd get them on a schedule once in a while. It was Belcourt or some of those schools, but now I don't know. I guess it just depends on what you A lot of those teams were Class A back then. They were... You know, the Carringtons and Grafton and Devil's Lake, and they were all in the North Star or something, weren't they? Right, right, in Jamestown, yeah. I, I mean... But you wouldn't really... The Class B teams really wouldn't play them, would they? Well, we would once in a while. I mean, we'd have... Just, yeah, I guess... Because they were Class A when I was playing against Carrington. I know Shanley used to play some of the Class B teams in, uh, like, the Christmas tournament... Mm. That they'd always play Central Cass, I know, because Shanley used to have a Christmas tournament, and Central Cass used to be pretty good back then too. Well, yeah. Well, that's the game that's going on right now, isn't it? Or yeah, about to... they they should be playing. Ten... Yeah. So so Warwick is the eight team, and 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 uh, Central Cass is the the number one team in the tournament. Right. And... I think they seed. Don't they seed four teams, and then the other ones are just. They just pull them out of a hat. Yeah, something like that. And there a lot of people were upset that for uh, Warwick, the, got, Warwick them. got them. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. I guess Katie's subtly saying we got to get that ad in. So, oh, they, they're so, so tough on you with those commercials, and South, you like to yab. Southtown Poorhouse. Well, we, when I got we're in we're in the heart of it. Every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse. Stop in for your favorite drinks and, of course, happy hour. Buy one app and get one half off every day from 6 to 8 p.m. And you can't forget about $3 burgers on Tuesdays and the awesome steak specials on Thursdays from 5 to 8. Make sure to check out SouthtownPoorhouseGF.com to find out when your favorite band is playing live. Every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse. 2015 Library Library Circle next to the Grand Cities Mall. Open Tuesdays through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Looking to hire also. And the bands this weekend, the 17th, Friday the 17th, it's Rains. And on Saturday the 18th, it's Semi-Charmed Hero. I don't know. Well, that's St. Patrick's Day the 17th. Yeah, I've seen seen the grocery stores are flooded with... uh, Corned beef and cabbage and whatnot. Well, I don't know if us Catholics can eat meat on Friday. You know, it's Lent. Hmm. Well, I, I thought I heard something to the effect that they're supposed to be able to be uh, dispensated to, so that you could eat on <laughs> well, Friday this time. I don't get it. I, I what was that? I don't get it. Well, I mean, like I get it, but I'm not like I don't follow that the whole meat thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well. I always look. You forward. come from a different age. <laughs> True. Yeah. I I, I ate I a lot of tuna noodle casserole in my day. <laughs> I love tuna noodle casserole. My, my kids hate it, but I love it. Um, speaking of that, that the, the, my my whole thing about the the Lent and and so you guys not eating fish and staying away from the red meat and that kind of thing just meant I got more red meat for myself. <laughs> 
I know when we used to go to the Kate's the Knights of Columbus down there, and there'd be Lent, and everybody was having their fish, and I would get the biggest, juiciest ribeye steaks. And eat it right in front of all yeah, the Catholics, yeah, yeah. right? Sit there and pull out my, my, my big napkin and set it up. <laughs> all right, Bill, so the high school basketball is going on. Um, so there must have been two games this afternoon, an earlier one than the one I was listening to. Yes. And I don't. I didn't catch who was who, who was involved in that. I know Garrison's one of the teams that's in it. And no, Garrison's not. Well, they're not. Their girls were in it. The oh. um, Burlington. They play tonight too. They, they they play the late game though. Right. And and I, I who the heck? Oh, they're playing Thompson. Right. So Thompson and the are playing the late game, and currently Warwick and Central Cass. Right. I'm trying to think what the first game. It, that was a blowout though too. Hmm. Yeah, it's escaping me. What teams? What do we got going on there? Party. Well, we when we don't have Dale, things. I know it just it's collapsing. And then, see, Katie's supposed to be on her phone right now, trying to figure that out for us. Well, we don't. You know, and, not, I don't fact check. Or else much. we didn't. And we we didn't, need Keith. Where's Keith? He oh, should that's be te- right. He's Keith right here. Be, Keith should be telling us. Who were the Class B teams were? That's the Commons. We kind of ha- I can't the first the one. box up there. There it is. Of- yep, Shiloh and Powers Lake. Oh, Zoom. okay. Yeah, Powers Lake got just hammered by Shiloh. Well, Shiloh now they're one of those schools I think is going to be in the the, the A. Yeah, year. they'll definitely be in the, the yeah, upper so- division. So I would I would think this Powers Lake team, but you know they they co op with um, somebody to divide county or somebody mm. else out there. So, well, it'll be interesting to see where all those teams, you know, fall. Well, I know. I mean, it's 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 going to be a whole different landscape. I mean, it's I don't know. I I, I long for the day when Maddock, Minnewak, and Esmond Leeds were all rivals playing each other instead of all clumped together as one big team. Well, I think we got to talk about the Grand Forks teams too. Oh, there you go, Bill. Did Man, they, did they have a weekend? Boy, you know, that seems like a. Uh, like like a month ago already, but it was just last weekend, and so yeah, um, the, the the Red River girls won the state tournament. Yes, they did, and and then the boys ended up in the championship game with uh, with one of those North uh, Fargo teams, right? Fargo North, Fargo North, and 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 quite a year for the the North end of Fargo. I mean, because because your Shanley team. What, they won the football? And they won the hockey. And they won the hockey. But they were actually with Fargo South. Yeah, but, but from what we understand, the majority of the team was actually from the north side of town. Well, they're from Shanley, and Shanley can be anywhere in the whole city of oh, Fargo. Oh, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Because so, they recruit, so I heard. I, I lived on the north end of town, but I was probably actually closer to Fargo North than I was to Shanley. Well, but, but uh, yeah, well, Fargo North. But, in, I mean, there, there again, I think that's a good for them to get a win, uh, the Fargo North school but there. But, boy, there, there, were some, <laughs> there were some really good shooting in that game. I oh. mean, by both teams. Well, and those brothers for Fargo, Fargo North are some. The Sam brothers. Yeah, they're, they're high flyers. Holy smokes. I mean, <laughs> and, and not super tall guys either, but, but high flyers. And, and uh, and not real physical specimens either. No, no, they were real thin. Um, so, so you had that, and then the the, the 
the Grand Forks Red River team, there was a craft kid that was shooting the ball pretty well. And yeah, I was trying. Now, would that be Brian Craft's kid? Well, you know, I, that, I was assuming that he must be the baby or one of the youngest ones in that family. Um, I was going to ask my daughter about that if she knew or, or who that was because they're the only ones I really know of is, yeah, Brian Craft and, and that family. And, of course, his older boy was a pretty darn good hockey player. So I don't know. Oh, he was. I, yeah, yeah, he was on a state, see, state team that was a big, big hockey team, a really good Brian's squad. dad was, you know, the, the baseball coach at UND when I was at UND, Pinky Craft. Mm. I guess I think I, I knew that. And so so was Brian a, a baseball player? I I think Brian was a baseball player probably for UND, but... That kid shot really well, and we had to have to brag up my connection to Minot, the Crefting boys. Oh, yeah. You said, you said we were going to talk about them because now are they like assistant coaches on the, on the Red River team? Well, what, Kirby oh, is the head coach, oh, and Kelby is the, the oh, assistant oh, coach, oh, so he's okay. the JV coach. I see. And they're twins. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... It was kind of interesting that they first got to play Minot. Oh yeah, was yeah. their first game, and they upset Minot. Yeah, because Minot. He's, he's on there. Turn up the media. John. I guess. So who we got? We got John Berryhill on. We, we, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, wrong one. Hang on. This one. Can you oh. hear us? We don't have dead air, do we? No, we don't. No. No, I'm good. I'm here now. There he is. Yeah, we see him. Can you see us? <laughs> well, he's actually got a good camera. Holy shaking. Yeah, well, so, so, so John here. Uh, he I, can help us out on this. This basketball tournament, then, but the, the Class B tournament, it's going well, on. the Class A too. Well, yeah. I'm sure he watched all that. Well, yeah. Um, so, John, we were just talking about the uh, uh, last weekend's uh, Class A state tournament and the uh, uh, Minot getting up upset in, in the earlier round, and then, right. and and then Fargo, well, Fargo North and and. Um, Grand Forks Red River playing in the championship game. Did you happen to catch any of that? Yeah, we caught the championship. We caught a little bit of every. Oh yeah, you were actually there. Much. Yeah, you were actually there, right? Yeah, yeah. I coach at Legacy, so we were watching the boys and we were kind of doing this and that, and it was uh, it was exciting. I mean, there was some good games, good upsets, some kids that really stepped up, came to came to play. You know, I thought the tournament was. Uh, I thought it was pretty awesome. You know. What what was the attendance like down there? It was a, it was a packed house on the second third nights. It was it was it was some. Uh, it's when not they played that class B schools, but you know, well, one of the one of the days, or some of the, somebody was playing in the dome, right? And then they were, played the championship games or the semifinals at the shack. Yeah, yeah. The girls started out in the shack. Um, and then the boys were at the Fargo Dome first night, or Fargo, yeah, Fargo Dome first night, and then winners went and played at Shack, and of course, the, you know, loser out games uh, went out to the to the Fargo Dome there. So 
yeah, it kind of swapped up. Um, I remember that year that we were there, the COVID year, we started at the Fargo Dome, so they kind of reversed it. Huh. I would think the shack would be a better place to play. I'd, I'd think that Fargo Dome would be a, a little tough to get your bearings and stuff in there, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is. It's a, it's a very nice facility at the shack, but <laughs> we played better at the Dome this year. So, uh, Oh, really? You know, yeah, we ended up, uh, we played uh, Fargo Davies for our um, loser out game. And we ended up beating them by twenty. So did that? Did that Clayble kid get hurt or something? I I didn't see anything of him. In that, was he in the tournament at all? Or you mean for the boys? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, I can't remember. You know who I'm talking about? That yeah, I there's do. a it's a Mason Clayble. Yeah, yep. He was because he was not playing when when Red River was playing him. Well, I yeah, I saw the early on. Just before the tournament, I saw he was averaging like twenty eight and a half points oh, a yeah. game, something like that. And, yeah. But they weren't really talking about it either, so maybe I had missed it that that mm-hmm. maybe he got hurt or. I don't know. I did. I didn't see any of that. I did see uh, John's daughter play though for uh, in that opening round. Um, let's see. Legacy played. Um, gosh, who were they? Oh, play Cheyenne. Oh yeah, yeah. West Fargo Cheyenne. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they had some little bit taller, taller girls on that team, I think. If oh, that's right. six four, six two, six yeah. one. Yeah, solid. <laughs> I, I, I was like looking at six foot four girl, and I don't know what. I, I, I were they were they se- seniors even or underclassmen? I think one was a freshman. The Metcalf girls. You have one senior, and I believe she's a freshman or a sophomore. And then, how about your what? daughter? What what grade is was she a junior? Uh, Mia is a junior. Yes. Yeah, and and. You know, I was just talking with Bill here about your older girl playing for uh, Wapiton School of Science, and they're active in a tournament right now too, aren't they? Yeah, they. Uh, a few more days they'll leave on Tuesday or Monday. They're going to be flying down to uh, Lubbock, Texas, for the national tournament. All right, and and so. you know, and and what I mean, Science School of Science was in the tournament last year too, correct? Right. Yes. Because um, Bill's uh, son-in-law. Is uh, was the head coach there last year, um, Adam Jacobson? Well, yeah, Adam, good guy. Yeah, he recruited my daughter while he was he was still here at Mary. So, so, uh, so okay, so so that's how she ended up getting down there to Wapiton was as it one of yeah, his. Yeah, she his, was uh, actually recruited her sophomore year. Just got to talk to her end of her freshman year, sophomore year, um, and then committed to Jacobson. Then Jacobson ended up uh, going to Western. Yeah. Uh, Colorado, but she wanted to fulfill that and stay with uh, who she originally signed with. But she really likes Jacobson. He was really a, a, a good person for her to kind of create there's that a, little relationship there. There's a gal on your team right now at Legacy, too, that's going to Western Colorado next year, right? Yep, Alyssa Eckroth. Eckroth. That I, Ann told me what her name was, but... Uh, yeah, so, well, there you go. That's, that's, that's a nice connection to know that... Uh, Bill's son-in-law is a, uh, yeah. Adam, and you know he's he's got he's 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 really a, a soft-spoken coach. He's not one of those rah-rah mm-hmm. uh, screaming kind of guys like um, like Gene, yeah, like Roebuck, or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> just just constantly wearing on him. I don't know. So so when when you were playing ball down here in Grand Forks around in the city leagues and stuff, uh, were you a college student then? Yeah, I was a college student. I went to Mayville 
um, played uh, about a half a year there and just kind of that hurt my ankle and I ended up getting up to Grand Forks and that's when I met you guys yeah. and just kind of try to keep playing if I could and I, I I ended up playing with you guys for a while and doing the City League stuff and um, kind of some of the best times of my life it was uh, oh yeah it was, kind of, it was pretty rewarding you know I mean being humbled by your injuries <laughs> you know when you can still play and those type of things and still hearing the knees crack and you know yeah well that's... just being able to be on the hardwood again you know yeah, no, we, um, I, I remember you out there, and then I, I think we went out and we went and played in a Prairie Rose games or something one one time, too, I think, in Bismarck or somewhere. I, do you recall that? No? Yeah. 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 And so I thought I thought we went down there. I think we went to Bismarck. It was in Bismarck, and it, it was either Prairie Rose or it was State Ams, one of the two. Yeah, and, and you know, I know Jim Beal was with, and I told you I was going to put a plug in on him and that, that, <laughs> that ugly two-handed shot. But uh, Oh, man. He'd That's be- between a chicken wing and a Larry Bird right there. <laughs> he, he's, he, you know, and and you, you go across the community at Grand Forks, uh, hands down, when you ask somebody who's got the ugliest looking shot, and his name will come up uh, nine times out of ten. But <laughs> it was effective. It went in. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, you can't change that shot. But, you know, that's the, the legendary double chicken wing shot right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you bring up chicken wing because he was the master of that, too, down in the box when he was hooking people and sliding around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was his move, the chicken yep. wing. I'd be screaming at the referees. Monty. Oh, okay. We got our other, guy, our other guest on here, John. So, Supersonic Steve. Is is this? Uh... He's not calling on the phone. He's up there. Okay, so we should have him on here anyway. Is he on oh, we're Zoomers now. Well, yeah. Tell Steve to start talking. Yeah, Steve, can you hear us? Yeah, he never has problem talking. There he is. There <laughs> That's we go. Right. All right, there he is. All right. So we're Hello. Steve here. Uh, Supersonic Steve is uh, lives out in. Uh, Washington State and gives us uh, West Coast updates and, and uh, jumps in with us every week. And we discuss uh, the, uh, well, March Madness now, but um, our, our, the other guest we've got on Zoom tonight, Steve, is an old basketball buddy of mine. Uh, of course, he was a younger kid then, um, <laughs> but uh, his name is John Berryhill, and he's a basketball coach uh, at uh, Bismarck Legacy and... Um, got a daughter playing college basketball and another daughter that was on the legacy team and uh, they're they're all a bunch of hoopers and then he's also involved with or an organizer of one of the largest basketball tournaments in the state wow wow that's good so so um, john you want to talk about that tournament a little bit yeah, it's uh, called the Missouri River Shootout. Um, when I first started getting into coaching my daughters, of course, went travel ball, YMCA, that type of stuff. Um, we ended up jumping on the AAU circuit, and we needed to find funding. Um, so what I did is we ended up hosting a tournament, um, only expecting maybe 30 teams, but we ended up filling up to 62 our first year. Wow. And the next year, we went up to 101. Year after that, 120. And last year, I had 181 teams. That came from all over the country, Indian country, actually. Um, my tournament is an open tournament, so it's open to anybody that wants to come and play. But 97% of it, 95%, is uh, is is a lot of teams from native country, from 
Wisconsin, Minnesota, Washington. Um, is this high school Utah, and lower? Nevada, it, is it high Arizona. school and lower then, or? Yeah, it's a, it's all the way. It was from third grade all the way to high school. Okay. So in my high school divisions, I have eleven and twelve, and then I have a nine and ten. Both of those are combined, so I treat it more like a varsity JV type of thing. And the nice thing about it is that we started having coaches and recruiters come. You know, not no D1 because, of course, that's, uh, you know, dead periods, things like that. But for anybody that could recruit, we created that platform and had a lot of um, of good feedback, a lot of good um, 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 dialogue with teams. So a lot of coaches were doing a lot of the recruiting from there. And um, a lot of my girls that played for my Missouri River Elite uh, AAU club, I want to say 97%, 95% of them have – had the chance to play college basketball um, wow. anywhere from a D2 down and below like Eckroth. Eckroth went D2. She's our highest that went. Um, my daughter had, of course, D2 offers, but wanted to go the JUCO route because she did her research. Um, she kind of made that decision on her own, her own decision. But that, that tournament was just really created more for that um, fundraising thing. But as it grew, we became more I want to say more family with a lot of the kids that continue to come. So I got to see a lot of these kids grow up, see a lot of them go on to the next level and just become better people. Cause that's, you know, that's what we're in for on coaching purposes. Um, well, but it, it, it's grown and I still have people that come back. My alumni come back and help me with the tournament. Um, we have to have at least 18 floors to get it done. I scheduled 300 and I want to say 76 games last year. Yeah. That, that's, so, that's my question is, 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 what a logistics nightmare that's got to be to put together. Well, I got it down to a science now. So <laughs> the one thing I do is I do a lot of uh, color coding, a lot of blocking in my Excel sheets. <laughs> but I have it down to a science to where I know how many games I'm going to get. Um, sometimes we have to do pool play, of course, but I like to give the kids more of a four to five game area to play in, not just a three game and you're gone, you know. Yeah, or, I like to have or, some or, or structure in there to where, you know, you come to this tournament, you're going to have a good time. You're going to make those um, – you're going to make those relationships. You're going to make uh, some new friends, of course, and, and that type of stuff. So well, yeah, and, that's and, kind of where the tournament is, is geared towards. Most most basketball tournament formats, you know, teams, if, if they get a minimum of two games usually, and, you know, that mm. it's kind of tough when you've traveled a long ways and, yep. you know, you, you get bumped right off the top and, you know, you might not have had your best game that first game in or and next thing you know you're already going home and sitting watching the rest of it. So... To get to get three games or more, that's that's always a big deal. So the four win boys there. Yeah, four wins always shows up. Those guys have been there since they were little. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Uh, I remember even when, Jesus, um, the McKay boys, even Tronis. Um, um, yep, Tronis and Trayvon. Is it Trayvon? Um, yeah, I remember Ron, um, Ron McKay, the dad, yeah. used to play with us out there in Grand Forks. Oh yeah, but yeah, he's uh they used to come down four wins. I mean, state champions. We had Mr. Basketballs there, like Jesse White, um, Ivy Fox. Um, we've had quite a number of players that have just grew up in that tournament. Um, so, like I said, it, it was all about relationships and where we're at now. Well, and and you know, since you know, we talked about four wins, but you know, they went on that forty-six game winning streak, and they got they kind of hit a hit a wall at the end of the season and had some injuries that affected them in the tournament, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warwick came out of nowhere. Oh, Mr. Mark Fassett, love yeah. the hair. Yeah, he plays that '70s style. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he, you know, I, w- I was reading, and and people got a hold of me and told me that uh, 
he scored over 1500 points in his high school career and and nobody even noticed it yeah yeah I mean, that's a lot of points mhm sure is it's a, it's a, it's a, that's a feat right there yeah, well, that's what I mean, and 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 so that's we wanted to give them. And did you happen to see like the send off that that we were watching on on Facebook and the the, the Warwick? All yeah, the, I saw the, that the little parade, the the, the yeah. law, law enforcement and the fire department, and then the, did they? I thought I looked at the map on that, and did they go through Minot? Well, I don't it's know. possible because the roads are pretty bad. I just came from Newtown, so roads are pretty terrible all yeah. over. Well, well yeah. it looked like they. Well, Warwick's kind of south of Devil's Lake, so yeah, yeah. You'd think you'd be able to get to ninety four somehow. Well, it's closer to go to two though. To, two. Yeah, eighteen oh three or ninety four. It kind of depends on what was open. You yeah. Know? Well, at least today. <laughs> well, I was on. I was up on the Canadian border on twenty nine today, and that wasn't very nice either. That that road was icy. Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's the east side. You guys have no hills on the east side. <laughs> <laughs> no trees either. No, <laughs> no the, trees. The it's all flat, flat land up there. Yeah. Well, there's there's and, and but you know, statewide there's been an awful lot of uh, in the last several days uh, uh, fatality. Uh, motor vehicle accidents yeah. from from end to end for the state. It's been been pretty tough out there this 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 week and a half, and it looks like we're going to get some more. What's what's? I think she wants to come Hey, I have a question about oh. that tournament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How how about logistics? Do you have a lot of hotels and stuff for the families to come in there? If it's a small town and with that many teams, you would think they would have to have some. Hotels and restaurants, and that. I mean, is it? Well, I'm here. I'm here, and I host it here in Bismarck, Bismarck Mandan oh, area. Oh, okay. Okay. So I, I work with the the um, visitors bureau. Visitors Convention. bureau gets everything for me as far as rooms, um, things like that. We get all the hotel prices, um, and they actually kind of sponsor us, help us out with banners, things like that. Um, we've we've made a dent in the local economy, so they kind of yeah, yeah. Um, expect me every year to kind of have this, and I have a good working relationship with them. So that's good. Well, so that's what time good. what time of the year is it actually? It's it's uh, I got a schedule for April twenty first to the twenty third. So my high school all division the... will start on Friday night, and with that we usually do a pools. We do uh, three games in the pool, then we seat them. And then we do bracket play, single game eliminations. So they'll have four games guaranteed, and they're up to playing maybe seven games to get to the championship. Oh, I'll yeah. be tired. Oh yeah, you get you get four games in that one day, but that third day we let them sleep until maybe ten o'clock, and then you know <laughs> get them up and start those younger divisions earlier, and the older guys get it finished. We're usually done by three o'clock, so our logistics work real well, so they can get home early. I think the latest our tournament went one year was like about five o'clock, so. Oh, Try nice. to keep everything on time and and rocking and rolling. That's huh. good. Well, and then I imagine there's got to be like the cleanup and upkeep of the gyms and. Hey, that's what I invest the money for when they have to get the custodians for the. Uh, for the gyms, though, so that, that's kind of what they do. But we always try to keep it clean with the staff. Sure, sure. So we have, a good, like I said, good working relationship. We kind of understand where we're at and how to get out there earlier, even for the custodians and stuff. So, Well, and, and with, with as many teams and, and, and players as you're getting there, um, like Steve brought up there, you must be getting families that are following those kids. And, and so you must have a fairly uh, decent amount of spectators, too, then. Oh, well, we got a lot of spectators. We fill up the gyms. 
Nice. I mean, if you've been to United Tribes, that gym gets pretty filled up. I mean, even the Mandan Middle School, that's a pretty solid, you know, two-court system, but nice seating areas, and that gets filled up. And I usually, I finish my last day out over at Legacy. Um, we have a nice Johnson gym in there. And then one half I'll bring out in our main floor, I'll bring out one side of bleachers, and I usually get that pretty full. So there is a lot. There is a lot of uh, spectators that do come, a lot of extended family, um, local people, of course. And how many it's, years have you been doing this now? This will be my eighth year. It should have been my ninth, but we had the COVID year. Oh, yeah. I like everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I just I kind of decided last minute to keep it going. I kind of got a little burnt out from a new job, things like that. But then all the kids kept calling me and say, you know, coach, put it on, put it on. So we ended up making the decision to do it. So it was a nice response from the kids because they, they really want it and they like well, to come down here. They look forward to it. And like when I was talking to you the other night, uh, you know, I, I, for the most part, I was just wanted to talk about your daughters, you know, cause I noticed one playing in the tournament and saw the, yeah. the, the other uh, pictures of, of the older one getting ready to go to the national tournament in, in Texas there. And then when they started talking about this basketball tournament, I was like, Whoa, that's quite a, quite an accomplishment you got going there. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it grew itself. Um, I just think that when you get some, uh, like for me, I recruit referees from the 406. I get Montana, you know, um, I get them to bring a group of maybe 10 in that I, I've, I've trusted over the years. And some, a lot of them are already certified doing JUCO ball, um, a lot of uh, sectionals and things like that. So a lot of them come out and then I try to get the locals that I've, I've known for a lot of years and, and try to get that type of refereeing. I think that's what makes it a good game, you know, um, when you have them that kind of know the game, know how it's changing, how it evolved. Um, I think that that's a good investment for us as a group here doing that because that brings the people back, you know. I've been to a lot of tournaments where you're just pulling people off the street and, and like, oh, <laughs> yeah. what, what are they doing, yeah. you know? <laughs> are they just in it for the money? <laughs> my paycheck. But no, I, I, I really take pride in that part of it, you know. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it and just – doing my thing you know yeah well that's fabulous you know i i, I just well you know i just remember the skinny little kid <laughs> college kid that when you were playing with us because we were already old guys you know when, when you were, when you were hanging out with us and yeah like i told jim i said well he's not that young guy he used to be <laughs> <laughs> none of the star no I know, huh? no it's day it, by day man yeah it's it's a <laughs> the legs go and what do you know um, but you know you you're, you're talking about these referees and and you know being satisfied with them and having rapport and relationships with them and then look at what's going on in the NBA right now with uh, the refereeing. Uh-huh. I mean, really yeah. sad. It, the, the, I, that's exactly why I don't watch NBA much. I like the college game. I like I, I watch college game more than anything and follow a lot of high schools, different states. You know, yeah. well, I'm more into that. Well, yeah, I hear you. I it's hear it's you. pure, but. But that NBA has turned into a circus. I mean, yep. it really has, and and it's getting worse all the time. It's, mm-hmm. uh, and they're losing fans. You know, they're the way they're presenting it. They're losing fans. I yeah, we got I Oral mean, Roberts on right now. Oh, really? So Oral Roberts is playing Duke right now. Oh, let's go, Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, we got to cheer thought, for the summit. Okay, so let's uh, get you guys on. You're all basketball guys. I know Supersonic <laughs> Steve is, and 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 we know we just this this NCAA March Madness kicked off, and Furman upset uh, who? 
Um, they were they Virginia, were Virginia, and then and, Ooh, and then really Arizona. Young. Hey man, they took out number four. And and wow. then Arizona yeah. was fifteen too. Yeah, and um, then Princeton lost. Uh, yeah, Princeton, Princeton beat Arizona. Yeah, yeah Princeton yep. beat number Arizona. Two. They beat the number two. Was yeah. it? And was that was that in Arizona? Was that no, region? It wasn't no, in Arizona. Oh, because I was listening on the radio and they were talking about the Wildcat fans, <laughs> the look of shock on their faces. <laughs> well, the Bison girls are playing out in Oregon tonight too, Steve. Oh, where are they playing? They're playing University of Oregon in the NIT. Okay. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, my Cougs should be playing too today or tomorrow. The girls. They're in the NCAA, or yeah, yeah, because yeah. they, they won the conference tournament. Yep, beat uh, UCLA, mm. and I was upset. I mean, yeah, big time. Because I, I, th- I thought they were like the fifth or sixth seed in that tournament, and had... I think they were six. Yeah, I mean, they're it'll be fun, fun to watch. Well, I, our fight, getting... our Fighting Hawks are in the WBI too. Another invitational tournament. Yes. Well, they're still playing, but they're guaranteed three games, so they went to Louisville. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So, so you got you got both uh, NDSU and UND uh, playing in invitational tournaments, and we got uh, uh, the Oral Roberts. Well, well, we got the 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 uh, State School of Science uh, where, oh, where John's yeah. daughter is playing in in the nationals down there. So you got. Three North Dakota women's teams still, you know, college teams still playing. That's that's pretty nice. Um, these boys uh, basketball. We were talking about that. I don't know what the the thing I saw mostly about the uh, March Madness in this tournament starting up was everybody was missing North Carolina. <laughs> it doesn't sound like anybody's too upset. Well, I know, but. Uh, well, they well, were predicted sorry. to be well. number. They went from predicted to be number one in the preseason to not making the tournament. Yeah, well, ouch! And then ouch. they turned they turned down the NIT. Ooh, jeez! Oh, they figured they were too good for it. Apparently, I don't know. Well, obviously, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's. I don't know. And then also, you know, in the college game, we in the last year and a half we've uh had a lot of longtime coaches step away and we were talking about boheim from syracuse mm-hmm. and and i'm not really sure what the what what went on there if, if they pushed him out or if he just had enough is it, is it like ver, ver? i haven't figured that one out either i i kind of thinking he got pushed out well Shusesky said something about it that he was uh, disappointed in how the administration took care of him uh, on the way out. Um, I don't know if, how much Eric got or not, but he was pretty vocal about how they, you know, got rid of him. Well, hadn't he I mean, been? He was an institution there for a long time. I like didn't for, care for the guy's attitude, but I must have been a hell of a good, good coach. Well, like forty-five years or something. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, he was there a long time. <laughs> you know, so so I imagine for any any university like that. It's awfully hard to get rid of a guy like that, if if they yeah. you know if they want to move him out, it's it's basically going to be. That's what they did with Bobby Knight, didn't they? Well, <laughs> hey, I'm a Bobby Knight supporter. I've, <laughs> I'm, I'm always I came from that 
foot up your ass kind of school of thought was. Hey, that's a good point. That's what the game is missing these days. They're missing that old school flavor, man. I I see it. I've seen it the past five, six years. It's, 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 you still need a little bit of that, you know? Well, and, 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 you know, these days, the, the, I, I point to like the Red River hockey program where the coach swore at a couple kids and, he called them pussies, and the next thing you know, the parents are coming in and getting the guy fired. I mean, well, that's a little crazy, but you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's I mean, and and in you know, in 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 my time or Bill's time or any of us, when when the coach was screaming at us and spitting in our faces, you know, with profanity, <laughs> we wouldn't go home and tell our parents that we had a priest in our locker room. Yeah, was he swearing? <laughs> well, that's. To keep the coach from swearing at the kids, we had the priest there. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I all along, all along, all along, the coaches were those old school guys that that you know, no nonsense. Like I said, foot up your ass kind of thing, and we miss it. We need more of it. Yep. Yeah, I, I think they definitely need some discipline. You know, and you know, I'm not going to go so far as to like when Bobby Knight was choking his players on the sideline. <laughs> Throwing chairs, okay, throwing no chairs. Yeah, throw, throwing chairs, and yeah, but no, I I, I like those fiery guys, and I'm, uh, one one uh, I follow a a, a blog um, on uh, El McGuire, you know. Oh, and, I do too, and and yes, and he the stories about him and and what you know because he was at Marquette, and he he would bring all those players from like. Harlem and and you know Brooklyn, and, you know in in there and and I didn't realize what a winning program he had for so many years there and and what a flamboyant first round draft choices a flam flamboyant guy too and and you know that's there again that's the kind of coach that he was a no nonsense guy he wasn't a a Bobby Knight you know. Uh, ferocity to him but he had a different temperament but it was still very uh disciplined yes yeah very you know and and so old school coaches like that that's just uh you'd like to sit down and have conversation well of course then he went on and had the broadcasting career too you know where great color analyst from the top no i think marquette's like a second Seed. Well, yeah, they won the they won their Big um, East, the Big East tournament. So, yeah, that and that's kind of one of one to lead into that too. Is it, it, it's it's good to see that school again. Uh, yes, you know, up it's in been the, a while. Yes, up in up. I mean, I guess I suppose was uh, maybe their last uh, real run at anything was Dwayne Wade. Did he play there? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he did. I think. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Yeah, and, and and so I, you know, that that's what I remember was was him, and then, of course, I'm from the '70s era where Bo Ellis and Maurice Lucas and Lloyd Walton, oh, and that bunch of guys, uh, Butch Lee, uh, Dean Meminger, wasn't yeah, he there too? You know, he was a New York Nick too. See, so hey, okay. yeah, there you go. Yeah, but no, I I mean, I've so that that Mar- it's that Marquette. Uh, uh, School back in the picture. I like seeing that um, almost as much as uh, as I, I, I like seeing North Carolina missing the tournament. <laughs> so I'm with you. You know, it does hurt my feelings a bit. No, and and and, and you know, so there, I don't know. So so is UCLA in the in the dance? 
Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And and so you know they're they're well when we were kids and of course they were winning it every year. Um, but Houston is supposedly the number one, and them are Alabama. Well, Alabama's number one, I believe. Yeah, and and they did do some. Isn't, uh, wasn't there another one up there? The Kansas is it Kansas up there too? Kansas is a number one too. Yeah, but there's four number ones. But right. I thought they said Houston was a number one of the number ones. Well, I don't know. I think Houston. Yeah, Houston is. I believe they. Are. I thought they were. I mean, they've been a basketball school. I guess you could when yeah. they had Clyde the Dry or yeah, no, yeah. Clyde Drexler. Drexler what they call that? Akeem the Dream and. Didn't they have a fly j- Sam and Jamma? Yeah, yeah, fly yeah, Jamma down. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Huh. That's Kelvin Sampson, right? Kelvin Sampson's yeah. the head coach? And Old then Cougar he's, coach. He's got a kid or something, too. Didn't he coach somewhere, too? Mm-hmm. I thought. Ron Cougar. No, maybe not. Well, you know, you know, Bill will pull an obscure coach out of the thin air somewhere. And he'll, he's, he knows coaches from everywhere. <laughs> Wait, wait till we get into a lot of useless. Wait, wait till we get into football, and he starts pulling out coaches' names from around the country. Well, I'm going to start talking about golf a little bit too today. And well, you said that. I, I mean, I most of my sports. What I got for tonight was all Vikings, 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 Vikings everywhere. Especially Bud Grant passing away. Oh man, okay. you know, and and I did have a couple a couple opportunities to meet him at the Metrodome and actually say hi to him. You know, but uh, there again, one sounded of the, like a great guy. One of sounded those, sounded like a real trooper. One of those old school coaches, and and there again, he wasn't the fiery uh, foot up your ass guy, but he was more like El McGuire, the uh, and maybe a little bit of uh, Phil Jackson, that Zenness, where he you could uh, talk at different players and get production out of them. You know, based on on some some psych psychology or that kind of thing. He gave Pete Carroll his shot as far as coaching. So yeah, well, he and and you know his his buddy Ryan was one of his assistants, and and uh, oh, oh the, the old guy, jeez, uh, mm-hmm. oh, Jerry Burns, Jerry Burns. Oh yeah. And and so so those guys were like legends in, in in NFL coaching and Bud Grant staff. Oh, and the thing about Bud Grant, and you know, all week the Minneapolis uh, sports programs have been beating it and beating it all all week long. And they're, uh, but he's the only guy that's ever played in the NBA and the NFL. Oh, yeah, he played for really? the, he, and the CFL. Yeah, well, yeah. But he played. He played for those Minneapolis Lakers with George Mikan, and then he played for the Philadelphia Eagles, for something like three or four seasons. But the only man in history to play both in the NFL and the NBA. Wow. David Winfield could have. Yeah, he could have. <laughs> when he played basketball. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was drafted in like three sports. And baseball. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What I remember, you know, about about. about Dave Winfield, though, was he was on that Minnesota team that beat up Luke Witte from Ohio State. You remember that brawler, Supersonic Steve? You remember that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a Ron Behagen, and and they they were, Luke Witte was down and they were kicking him. (laughs) Yeah. Real basketball. 
Yeah, it was, <laughs> well, I remember Bud Grant coming out being introduced at halftime when he was about 76 years old, and they were still playing outdoors at that time. And he came out there in a short sleeve shirt. Yeah. Yep. 30 below wind chill. They talked about they talked about that too. It was 30 below wind chill and he's out there in a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he, you know, he he used to come to North Dakota and up up in northwest Minnesota and hunt a lot. There were people around from like the Benson County area and stuff where where he'd come and he knew them and he'd go bird hunting and deer hunting and whatnot because he was, you know, a sportsman. Yes, he was. Yeah, fisherman when um, all that kind of stuff. But he yeah. went. He went to Minot, but he didn't go for Hoose Fest. He went to Kenmere and went to Goose Fest. Goose Fest. Uh, well, is that something? Goose Fest. Yeah. yeah. You, did you ever go to it? I didn't. I'm not a hunter. Oh, okay. Well, uh, so so anyway, there was that, and and so the Bud Grant passing, and um, they'll be laying him to rest this weekend down there. Apparently, they set it up where. Pretty large church or something, and anybody who wants to go can go. Um, and then uh, the other news there is the signings and the releasing and all that kind of stuff. And of course, people have been up in the air around here, all pissed off because Adam Thielen got released. And I'm like, well, you know, he was what was he do like nineteen and a half million dollars, and he had a kind of an off season. Yeah, he had seven hundred yards apparently. And and I'm like. You know that's that's what, in his, his ninth ninth year. So he's if he's not lost a step, it's starting to show a little bit. And then I don't know. I they can get a six foot four receiver. That's what I want to see. I want to see another a, a big guy. And and um, so they did that. And then today they restructured Harrison Smith's uh, deal to keep him on the team. Um. They did get rid of Patrick Peterson, though. I always told you Patrick Peterson was no good. <laughs> well, uh, Pittsburgh got him. Well, you know, he's only DB. Yeah, yeah, cornerback. Yeah, they had gotten him from Arizona the year before. Yeah, well, he, he, he. My issue with the Vikings in their secondary was they were old. I mean. <laughs> old, old as far as football players, because I mean, Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson weren't going to run with them young wide receivers not, or be able to. And yeah, they can make tackles and and they can make smart plays, but when it comes to speed, they they don't have that anymore. And I don't know. I I'd, I'd rather see some young studs back there picking the ball off and jumping over people. And you know. well, do you think the Vikings are better today than they were yesterday? Well, they're the Vikings. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I've said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that they've improved their team. No. I, uh, they're, because they're, they got rid of a pretty good linebacker. They did. They did. And, and you know, they haven't really uh, signed anybody in. Well, let's talk about your Raiders. What the hell? They got Waller got away. What's that all about? <laughs> wow. And they got a third round pick for him. <laughs> so so And we got a new quarterback. Yeah, who who did they get? Jimmy G. Oh yeah, that's right. I saw that. That kinda yeah. I, I kinda sat back in my chair when I heard that. I was no. wondering wondering what, what does Bill think of that? I don't know that he's any better than what they got rid of. Well 
Derek Carr, I mean, I, I said that. I've been saying that all along, though, the car wasn't the problem in Vegas. No. It was, it was your receivers being drunk drivers and stuff. And, I guess I thought <laughs> Waller was a, I thought Waller was a pretty good tight end as far as I knew. I did, knew. too. I did, too. I thought he was. But, I mean, player Maybe movement. Maybe he's a cancer or something on the team that we don't know. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he's the one boozing those guys all up and sending them out the door. I, but now speaking of of, of a, a cancer or a flake, that quarterback in Green Bay. Uh oh. Well, no, he he went to he went to summer camp and he got all straightened out. You know, yeah, he decided he's going to play. Well, he he smoked a lot of stuff and he did a lot of stuff and did meditation, so he's all cleared up now. He's going to the Jets, isn't he? Well, they keep saying he's going to the Jets, but I haven't seen anything signed yet. Well, and, and the problem is, he, is that the, the um, uh, he's still under contract for one more year with the Packers. So whatever, he, I mean, he doesn't get to decide without them being compensated. No. No. You know, yeah. so so they're going to have to get something. But Katie's over here and says we got to hit these two uh, recorded. Um, Messages. Ads, commercials we got, so stay on the line there, to, uh, John and, and and Supersonic Steve, and we'll, we'll get back to this. Okay. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Yes. Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Ideal Power Solutions is your electrical contractor serving residential, commercial, and agricultural customers right here in the valley and surrounding area. Installation, replacement and repairs of wiring, outlets, light fixtures, panel upgrades, electrical conduit, and more. Ideal Power Solutions has the training and expertise to tackle any project, big or small. Whether it's residential, commercial, remodels, new construction, egg projects, and custom builds along with service work. The Valley has an electrical contractor you can count on and trust. Call Ideal Power Solutions in Grand Forks, 701-213-3805 to find out more or go to IdealPowerND.com or find them on Facebook at Ideal Power Solutions, LLC. For all of your electrical contracting needs, make it Ideal Power Solutions in Grand Forks. Okay, so we got the ads out of the way, and we're back on. Um, I don't think I turned anything off. I shouldn't have. Good. I'm usually messing up on this board. Um, so we got the NFL going on. I know Bill wants to talk about some golf. I don't know what, what went on. So go ahead, Bill. Tell, tell well, us about the golf. Do you know a guy by the name of Tom Hoagie? He's a North Dakota guy. Right. Yeah. Have you heard about him or? I, yeah, I have. I Did have. you hear? So they were, they had a tournament this weekend. They called the uh, Players, 
and that's the one that has a 17th hole that's basically an island out there. They've got a little path to it. So they shoot their their tee shots. It's just a par three. And that's what everybody remembers about the players. But So this, this guy's from Fargo South. He played his uh, golf at TCU, his college golf. So he, he lives in Texas, and he flies to all these games, and they're talking about him, or to all these tournaments and stuff. And he had uh, done so bad the first two rounds in this tournament that <laughs> he had already set up his flight to go back home, back to Texas. Well, then he he ended up making the cut. And the next day, he comes out and he shoots a 62, which is the course record. Jesus. So mm. all of a sudden goes from basically way back in the middle of the pack to getting close to the, the front on on this tournament. Well, <clears throat> It's a tournament. Yeah, it's a tournament where it's the highest purse. So he ends up finishing in third place, and he missed a putt that cost him over two hundred thousand dollars. No, no, I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> Ouch! But you know, he basically, and they're talking about him saying that he flies coach. Where you see all these other golfers like Mickelson and stuff has his own private plane that flies him from from wherever to wherever, and this guy's flying coach. Probably so, got so good background. That, that's good a background. name you got to listen to in these tournaments. It's Tom Hoagie, and he's probably about thirty years old, and he's got some kind of local advertisement and stuff too, like ID Helmicky, the mm. accountants and stuff, or. Well, and and Hoagie is H O G E. H O G E. Yeah. No. So, and I did see he he did get some pretty serious coverage on, on in ESPN even I think. The good for him. The guy named a guy by the name of Scotty Scheffler was the one oh, that ended yeah. up winning the tournament. Well, Monty the the gambler that he is, there's a guy that put down three hundred thousand dollars on him at the beginning of the tournament to win. And his odds were 11, 11 to 1. So this guy cashed in $3.3 million. Oh, wow. Big day. Ooh. How would you like to be sitting on a bet like that? I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be able to watch. I mean, just like with when, I'm, when I bet the ponies, and you know, you know I do that a lot. And, and I put my bets down, and I usually bet uh, – pick fives and pick sixes, you know, so multiple races in a row looking for winners. And I can't watch those races. I mean, I, I, well, I got to figure that this guy, if he can bet $300,000, he's yeah. probably got a few dollars tucked away wow. somewhere. Well, but man, I've never heard of a bet like that, that you get $3.3 million as a payout. Wow. Oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Time to take a couple of days off from and have some vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so we we do got to talk a little bit about the NBA because my Knicks are actually uh, relevant for the first time in a long time. Irrelevant. <laughs> no, that would be the Lakers. <laughs> but 
Uh, no, the Knicks, uh, well, they, they went on their West Coast swing, and they lost to the Clippers, and they lost to, uh, oh, who else? But then they beat the Lakers, and they beat Portland, so they split the four games and head back home. Um, but they're in fifth spot in the East uh, with a, what, 41-30 and 30 record, which is hell of an improvement. Oh. Um, and then... Uh, Let's see, the Lakers got beat again, was it last night? Didn't they just play the Timberwolves, though, too? Yeah. The Knicks and only won by two points? Or oh, Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I All I know is they're relevant. I like the team. But now the center for the Knicks is Mitchell Robinson, who can't stay on the court because he keeps – he broke his hand, then he came back and he broke his foot, and he came back and he broke his hand, and – He's a great shot blocker and rebounder and a rim protector, but he's whining that he's not being included in the offensive enough. I'm like, come on, man. It's not even basketball anymore. Well, and then he's not. And and he's not. He's not. He doesn't have a post move or any. You know, his his offense is like a dunk or a tip back. It's not a. (laughs) He doesn't have a jump shot. Or any, you know, and I, I don't move. So so there's that, and then and then the other new issue this week was uh, the the Bucks and and uh, heck did they get into it with? It was a scrum, and some guys got suspended. Um, and Giannis got like a big fine out of the deal. It was Brock, wasn't it? Or Lopez. Brooke, Lopez. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, Lopez was sticking up for him, um, but who? Yeah, it was what was the deal? He was Giannis was dribbling out the clock in, in a win, and and the guy come up and tried to steal the ball from him, and slap him or something. <laughs> I don't know. Then it, so, so there's that, and then How to uh, defend yourself. Well, there was almost a goalie fight too. Did you see that? Yes, that's okay. So so all right now. Okay, that's all all the NBA. Okay, we'll we'll get out of that. Let's get into hockey. Okay, because the UND hockey team is alive. Barely, they're hanging in there. Bill, Bill didn't think, Bill say they would? He said yeah, they would. Didn't didn't Bill say that they were going to make it to the final or the Frozen Four? He did. He I mean, did. not the Frozen Four, but at least the well, they went, Frozen Face Off. So, so they went down to Omaha last weekend, and they won on they, they lost on Friday night. They won on Saturday night, and then they put the death nail in Omaha on Sunday to take that three game set. Two games to one. Woo! I think I think Johnny Tyconic got an assist on that goal, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and and so, uh, so 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 UND is playing St. Cloud State tomorrow night in uh, St. Paul, and then if they get past them, they'll get the winner of Denver Colorado College. And you've been down to St. Paul on uh, St. Patrick's Day once or twice before, haven't you, Monty? I certainly have. Well, what what is it? What's it like? <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's insane in front of the XL. So so you know, Saint- everybody in St. Paul or Minneapolis St. Paul is Irish on that day. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 you Love know, it's to go there. Well, I you know what's fun about it is is that UND suck. Uh, you know their, their colors. Colors are are the Irish green, and and everybody on the planet is wearing green that day. <laughs> and so, like UND, kind of takes over the uh, the whole Saint, city of Saint Paul. And then they have a parade too that goes right down the street too. <laughs> it's a 
Katie's, Katie's got... Oh, don't mean to leave you out, Keith. We don't have the chat box up on the screen because we have the Zoom, but Keith said ranked number seven. Well, he said, first he said hockey, 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 and then second he said ranked number 17 in pair-wise. And they only got to get to 16. Yeah, so they're they're one spot out. Um, well, with a win over St. Cloud, that might put them there, it, even with a loss the following night. It might. I... Boy, if they squeak in in the last spot... Yeah, they could they could make some noise, uh, but you were talking about some goalies. Uh, so that's yeah, NHL. I'm, so like the it was the wild, yeah, and it was just a wild. I think were they playing Arizona? Is that who they were playing? Uh, all I know is Flurry went two hundred <laughs> yards down the hill. Well, yeah, it, it ended up that um, the goalie I think on Arizona basically did a cheap shot to. I'm trying to think what the the Wilds' name was, but anyways, there was kind of a a tussle and stuff there. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> you get Lafleur, <laughs> the flower, coming down all the way down, and the so actually the the. Two goalies started to go at it, and then the, the refs broke it up right away. They were not going to have a goalie fight for some reason. <laughs> well, what I what I heard was Flurry was actually mic'd up for the game too. Oh, so geez. so what he was saying was was getting caught on bleep bleep bleep. <laughs> but they keep their blockers on and they hit with their blockers, and that's that's a, that's a real weapon that blocker that those guys have. Well. I don't know. I, hockey fights, you know. Well, you don't see too often where two goalies get to fight. No, every once in a while, though. It's always, that's always kind of struck me as odd, though, when when they do get in a, a, a scrum where, like, all five guys, the the defensemen and, and forwards all... all they, you they, kind of call it a line brawl. Yeah, they all, they all match up, and then the goalies always match up with each other. Not always, but sometimes. Yeah. We have Zoom, yes. Oh, well, okay. So, so anyway, I don't know. Uh, John, do you watch any hockey? Yeah, a little bit. I catch a little bit here and there. But yeah. my evenings were pretty much uh, all practice evenings, get home, prepare for the next day type of stuff. So I'm uh, finally getting free time after this week. So <laughs> yeah. catch up on a few things. And well, watch that. right now, state tournament's going on, so. Trying to get down there to watch the games. Oh yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it's here in Bismarck this year. Yeah. So, uh, well, I was thinking about that when I was. Well, Warwick's got to be playing right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Warwick's. They were. They were down by one. Well, so, got, so it's Cass. been a close game then. Yeah, it was uh, one point. They're playing Central Cass, and Central Cass is undefeated right now. So, mm-hmm. those are pretty good. Yeah. Well, we were, and yeah, we were talking about that send off they got from Warwick. Um, what I what I really liked was those guys on horseback. Mm. Yep. I didn't see those galloping ones. along in that slushy snow on the edge of the roadway, and I was like, mm. "That's dangerous," but they were doing it. <laughs> I don't know. That's the way to do it, man. Yep. Go all out, right? Oh, and they were they were keeping right up with the vehicles too. Those guys on horseback. It was it was, yeah. it was pretty insane. You probably have some Warwick teams in your tournament too. I'd imagine. Yeah, we have. I mean, every reservation comes down with multiple teams, so a lot of them are mixed up, and you know, just a lot of good ball players showcasing their skills. 
Well, and yeah, it's a lot of you see a lot of nice res ball. Well, and, so it's and, uh, <laughs> high flying, exciting, high scoring, up and down, high scoring, a lot of threes, a lot of twos, just some yeah, well, some uh, good ball playing. Uh, the Warwick, uh, though, they've had a couple of Mister Basketballs, North Dakota Mister Basketballs. Is it David Lawrence mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Langstaff? Yep, Melvin Langstaff and yeah, Robert Lawrence. Rob, yeah. Robert Lawrence, yeah, and, yeah. and so. And those, not, I mean, that was not so many years ago, but, um, and I did see that uh, the last time they were in the tournament was in 1996, and a whole bunch of those guys showed up at the school to sound that's them cool. off, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's nice. I, I, like I said, I think they, they kind of surprised everybody when Four Winds mm-hmm. gets all the accolades and all the coverage. And, so, yeah, I'm. Hoping they pull it off against Central Cass. Oh, that would be very they be, interesting. Uh, they should still be playing here by the last few minutes here. So I think they got an eight, there's an 8 o'clock game tonight. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. I uh, went through every topic I had tonight. You got anything else, Bill? Um, did we talk UND hockey? Oh, we, well, we just started to a little bit there with uh, them them. Matching so, up against St. Cloud tomorrow night at seven o'clock at at the X, and um, I'm going to be down there. I, I've been debating whether or not I want to go to that game. Uh, they said tickets were like fifteen bucks for a single yeah, session. I, I, I was surprised that they're that cheap, but then uh, that's a pretty good price. But I think I'll probably end up having to pay more to park. <laughs> <laughs> So I used to always find close. some some place by McGovern's is where I would go, or no, uh, what's the other one? Uh, who's the uh, Tom Reed? Tom Reed. Tom yeah. Reed's was usually a place you could find hockey a spot. guy. Well, so so I want Marquette in March Madness, uh, guys. Uh, what are you what are you thinking about up there, Steve? I'm just gonna go with Kansas. Kansas, <laughs> that's a safe one, but uh, and uh, John. Oh, Dookie, man. I like Duke. Houston, too. But Duke, yeah, Duke. Houston, yeah. That's, that's, uh... Well, then I'll have to take Alabama. I'll take the football team. Of course you will. <laughs> football school. That's right. You're the one that always delineates between that's a basketball school or that's yeah. a football school. <laughs> well, I know we're already through the first round. Yeah. Alabama is. Yeah. And Kansas is, too. Yeah, Kansas won today. Okay, one more ad. Here we go. River City, River Cinema 15 in the Shire. Make your next dinner and movie destination at the River Cinema 15 in the Shire Bar and Grill, located inside the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Either dine inside the movie memorabilia-laden restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to the movie you'll be attending. This week's featured attractions are Scream 6, Champions, uh, Creed Three, Cocaine Bear, Jesus Revolution, and Eighty for Brady, Amazing Maurice. So there's some uh, movies to look at. Uh, you can find dog. you can find the latest showtimes on RiverCinema15.com. <laughs> Rip just made a cameo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see that dog again. Don't don't forget Tuesdays so, is five dollar movies all day long and the five fifty senior 
matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. River River Cinema 15 has multiple theaters with luxury recliners, expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages and is family-owned and operated by the company, which also operates the Grand Theater in Crookston. Visit morefamilytheaters.com for their latest showtimes. Who's a cameo from? The dog. Oh. (laughs) Super, super's dog. I don't know what you guys were talking about. I I thought we were (laughs) a joke played on me here. No. No, No, that dog's a lot better looking than us, Monty. Oh. (laughs) You were going to say Steve. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so anyway, um, Raven was a little under the weather tonight, so. What does that mean? She had too many to drink at happy hour, or what? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what. Paul said what? No, he didn't say anything. Oh, yeah, he looked like that. Uh, but that's that's about all I got, for guys. Unless you anything else you want to talk about? I don't because I don't do racing and wrestling. <laughs> no, I'm uh, go Cougs, go Cougs, and I like Houston too. Kelvin Sampson. He was an uh, ex-Cougar coach, so Kansas and Houston, that's my two. There you go. I'm just going straight up Marquette. Alabama Marquette. all the way. And then I got we got that Duke guy. Roll <laughs> Tide, roll. So uh, one last thing before we uh, get off the air. John, plug that basketball tournament one more time. Missouri's annual Missouri River Shootout. All are welcome. It's a great tournament. We've got good prizes, hoodies, big trophies, and it's a platform for uh, small schools to come watch the next generation coming up. And that's in yeah. April? That's in April. April 21st to the 23rd. High school will start on Friday the 21st at 5 p.m. All the other divisions will start Saturday morning. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're doing a great job there, John. Yeah, that's, a, that's great. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it, fellas. Appreciate it. All right, we'll wrap it up then, Katie. Got it? All right, say goodbye. We'll see you guys. Adios. Take care. You bet. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.